All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jersey Turnpike Voice podcast. First episode, we're two guys from New Jersey talking New York sports. I'm your co-host, Nick Markwell, with my good friend, Zach Desario. Zach, how you doing today, buddy? Doing all right, Nick. Excited to get started. First episode, man. You excited? Big, uh, big steps forward. Yeah, big thing. Big things coming up. We've been talking about doing this for probably about three and a half weeks now, and yeah. Now we're finally on our first episode and making progress on this. So yeah, coming to fruition. Yeah, happy about that. Yeah, definitely excited to be doing this, and we'll see where it takes us. Yeah. So yeah. Speaking of seeing where this uh, this year takes us, how about the Yankees? Ah, uh, don't rough rough opening day loss. I mean, honest, not a terrible loss. You guys lost an extra innings, but you know, no hits from uh, Judge Stanton. No, Judge had one yesterday. Oh, Judge but had it wasn't a hit? in a clutch. Stan had no hits then, right? Stan was terrible. LeMahieu yeah. was terrible. But hey, Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez, the comeback the story, baby. Yeah. That's what the Yankees need. But, you know, I just want to point out one thing, Zach. The Yankees may have lost their opening day game, but at least right now the Yankees are going to play opening day game. True. Mets with – uh, Disappointing, yeah. Mets with their series the canceled. National deals with COVID canceled. outbreak. Yeah. Uh, Tough, uh, tough start for the Mets, I guess. But you it's know, a break. But we have less losses than the Yankees right now. Don't remind me. But going on to the Yankee game yesterday, you know, Cole pitched all right. I think what you want from him in that performance. Yeah, they've been limited. Is it what he pitched five and a third there? Five and a third. Not even five and a third. Oh no, it was five and a third. You're right. Um, yeah, I thought he pitched. Pretty solid yesterday. Eight strikeouts, which was very good. Just got his pitch count up, and he said it yesterday. He wanted one slider back, and that really was a difference maker in the game yesterday. But if you're the Yankees, that's the type of situations you wanted. You wanted Judge and LeMahieu up with runners on scoring position yeah. and a chance to win the game. Just That's where the difference was. You that's where it was. Scoring position. That's the only thing that's going to concern me with the Yankees this year, and I feel like I'm reliving nightmares from the postseason where the Yankees could not hit with runners in scoring position. I believe yesterday they were 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position, which sounds very eerily similar to something like a, a Mets of, game. It sounds very eerily similar to a lot of the postseason games I've been watching recently. So, you know, that's one thing that needs to change for the Yankees. And the one really encouraging sign that was Gary Sanchez yesterday. That's another big part. If they can get contributions from him, and he can be consistent throughout the year and not bat low, lower than a buck fifty like he did last year, and we can get a lot of home runs from him. We're gonna be very solid, and I see no reason why the Yankees can't compete for a World Series title this year, even with the tough loss yesterday. But you know, it's a long season. Yeah, it's game one of one sixty two. Like you got, <laughs> you can't look too much into it. We can't, but hopefully there's some encouraging signs and. You know, Yankees just, again, just need to stay healthy. Like I just said, need to hit with runners in scoring position. They can hit with runners in scoring position. And Judge and Stan can both play 140 games. They, I don't see a reason why they can't compete for a World Series title this year. And, you know, they're going to get Luke Voigt back, too. Yesterday, yeah, you get him back no Luke Voigt. Three, four weeks? I think four weeks. Yeah. But, you know, get our home run king back as well, so. We'll yeah, you need that. You need him back, and you're going to need LeMahieu to have a season like he did last year. 
Which... You're going to have him hit like 330-plus again. Yep. And, you know, the Yankees are – the one good thing, though, is even if LeMahieu hits 300, the Yankees are a very deep team, you know. Even – you kind of saw yesterday the Yankees – the bottom half of the order was the one that actually contributed yesterday. Gary Sanchez with the two-run homer batting in the sixth spot. Clint Frazier obviously got on base a couple of times yesterday. He'll get some good production down there. Jay Bruce is down there right now. I'm kind of hoping to get a little bit of production out of him while Luke Voigt's hurt. But we'll see, too. Someone's going to get shifted down there, too, when Luke Voigt gets back. Whether that may be Glaber Torres as well, who also had a single yesterday and is obviously a superstar in his own. Right, so the Yankees are a very deep team, and I think can beat can compete. I think they just gotta maybe find their groove a little bit. I think for guys like Lemayhew and Judge, Aaron Hicks and John Carlos Stan, I think they just need a little bit more time to find their groove. Obviously, it's only game one of the season, but you know, definitely exciting times. But I don't know. I think uh, it's a little bit more exciting times to be a Mets fan right now. Lindor. Yeah, Lindor, 10 years, $341 million. Yeah, they met. I wish I had that kind of money, right? I wish I, wish I was signing a $300 million-plus contract Any right of now. these contracts I hear with these players, I just think to myself, what do they do with that money? Like, yeah, I couldn't imagine. spent $300 million. I don't even know what I'd do if I ever had a million dollars, let alone $342 million. But, you know, yeah. good for the Mets. Get a superstar shortstop for the next 10 years. The yeah, only... the franchise shortstop. And, you know, they got more of what they wanted. Lindor obviously wanted to get 12 years and $385 million, but they met in the middle, and I think most importantly only got Lindor for 10 years because 12 is going to be Yeah, he'd be 40 by the long. end of that. He'll still be 38 by the end of this contract, which I yeah. the is only... a little old, but. We'll see. I, I think it's a good pick signing by the Mets. Good move for the Mets. The only thing that concerns me with it is that Lindor has not yet played a single game for the Mets this season or in his career. And, you know, I just – I'm curious to see how he adapts to New York. Cleveland's a very different market. And coming to New York is a whole different animal. And, you know, City Field's a whole different ballpark as well. So I think Lindor's still going to adapt well. But there is definitely that risk in there. And, Sign him long term before he even plays a single game. There is Four risk. Team. There is risk. They had to do it. And I don't blame Steve Cohen for wanting to do it. Yeah. And I'm glad that they did it. And I think he's going to contribute. I think he's going to play well. I don't think it's going to be a Jason Bay or a Jay Bruce situation. I think Lindor is going to come in, contribute, and be everything we hoped Ahmed Rosario could be, but better. So I really think he's yeah. going to make that infield even more yeah. complete. And I think the Mets lineup now is just, it's elite. They have an elite top tier lineup. And once they have Syndergaard back, we'll have a pretty good rotation to go along with that. So yeah. I'm liking the way we're standing yeah. up right now. The Mets are definitely going to be the interesting factor in the NL East because I think that's a very competitive division, top to bottom. I think all five of those teams in that division have a chance to really make the playoffs and maybe even go on a run too. The Phillies obviously are very good. They got Harper as usual. They got JT. They got DD in there. That's a very good team. The Marlins made some very good progress last year. Very good young team. Think about it. The Marlins probably have the worst roster in the NL East, just looking at the roster. And they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs and won that first series. So And then you got the Braves who are probably the favorite in that division. The Nationals, who are still also very good as well. Max Scherzer leading the way there. So They won the World you know, Series in 2019. It's 
it's a competitive division. I think the Mets now took a step forward to make it interesting, and I think they can be a real threat to win that division now. But, you know, it still is very much a toss-up, but a lot shifted more in the Mets' favor with what it looks like. But I really – that's one division I think to keep an eye on all season because there's a lot that can happen, and, you know, it's going to be very competitive. It's a lot of very good competitive teams in that division. I think there's a lot of pressure on Luis Rojas this year too, coming into the second year with the lineup they have, with their roster they've built around, like for him. It, I think there's a lot of pressure on Rojas right now to have that team perform well, and it, I think they need to at least make the playoffs this year. I, I really, with Steve Cohen coming in, I think there can be some pressure on Rojas to perform this year because I think. Steve Cohen will want to put his marks on the team entirely and bring in his guy and put his guy in. But if Rojas can contribute and the Mets can make the playoffs, I think Rojas stays. But, you know, I really, it really depends how the Mets do. The Mets are a sub-500 team, and I think Rojas is getting the boot. But, you know, if they finish second in the division, maybe a couple games at that playoff spot, probably still with the Mets too, there's still a good chance of the wild card too when you really think about it, even if they don't win the division. Oh, yeah. So, you know, as long as the Mets are in contention for a playoff spot, I'm not sure if getting rid of Rojas will be 100% happening. But, you know, I think a lot will factor into it. And, you know, I want to also see what Steve Cohen may do with that. But, yeah, we still got 162 games to play. And for the Mets, they're already three games behind everyone else. So No losses, though. Yeah, but no wins either. But no losses. Oh, don't give me that crap. So I, what do you I think there's more pressure on them this year? You think there's more pressure on Aaron Boone or Luis Rojas? I think Luis Rojas is his new management in there, and they want to leave their own mark. I think Aaron Boone has been established, and let's be realistic. Aaron Boone got brought in when Joe Girardi brought a rebuilding team to one game away from the World Series. So I think there's a lot of support from Brian Cashman. There's a lot of support from... Hal Steinbrenner for Aaron Boone to be there, and I think they're gonna keep him there too. I don't, not really concerned about if the Yankees don't win the World Series this year that Boone gets fired because I think there's a very good chance the Yankees make the playoffs. The Yankees don't make the playoffs, then I'm talking a different yeah. ball game here, but I really don't see how the Yankees don't make the playoffs this year. The AL East does not look that competitive. The Red Sox are in a full rebuild. The Rays, who obviously gave the Yankees problems last year completely sold their team off. So I'm not too concerned about them. They may be the team to compete with. Baltimore's still rebuilding. They got better last year, but I still don't think they're good enough to compete with the Yankees. I don't think many teams are actually really good to compete with the Yankees, but especially in the ALE. So I'm not too concerned about them being able to make the playoffs. Worst case, a wild card spot, but I wouldn't be – I'd be very shocked the Yankees didn't walk away with another ALE's title. I mean, they should. They're, they should. They're clearly the best team in that division. They clearly no one, are. No one's going to argue with that. No. And I think there's good reason. I'm also forgetting the Blue Jays, another team I'm forgetting, who obviously beat the Yankees yesterday. But even that game yesterday, too, the Blue Jays put it in the Yankees' lot to win. Yeah, and the Yankees just didn't it. capitalize. So I they blew it. So many opportunities to win that game. I don't really think uh, much, too. And you also got to look into it, too. Something I'm going to complain about, and I want to hear your opinion on it is the extra innings rule and how that came back for this season. I don't get how that comes on with the starting with a runner on second base and extra innings. I was introduced to that rule. I used to work for a couple 
minor league baseball teams in the independent leagues. And that was where that rule came, why I was introduced to that rule. And, you know, I think it's a silly rule to have. I think it should only be introduced or become a factor if it starts to go into the 12th, 13th innings, not for the 10th and 11th innings like they did yesterday, because that's obviously not the best rule in my opinion. But what I also don't get is that that rule is what made it back for this year, but they didn't implement the universal DH. And I want to see, for someone yeah, who's a Mets I, fan, I would like to see the universal DH. I think the players liked it too. I think it's just good for the overall game too, because, you know, as a Mets fan, do you want to see another 20 home run guy be put in your lineup daily, or do you want to see the pitcher bat? No, 0.90. I agree. I, I think they should have kept the universal DH personally. Yeah, it's a lot of. It makes the game more exciting. It it's definitely a lot makes the game more, more exciting. Player union politics, and you know, yeah. for guys that start to get older that can't play the field anymore, it also extends their careers, and mm-hmm. you can see some very legendary players late in their career. Like, if it wasn't for the universal DH, someone like David Ortiz wouldn't have played however long he ended up playing in his career. So, you know, I think it was just stupid by MLB that 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 the extra innings rule came into effect this year again but the universal dh did not and i don't know that's just been one of the few things that manfred one of the many things that manfred's blown in his decision making over the last two years especially and i don't know how they weren't able to get a deal done with that and it's just stupid with the extra innings rule i don't hate it i don't hate that there's a runner starting on second it as a as a I've never played major league baseball, but as a player, I can imagine 162 game season has to be pretty grinding, pretty grueling. The whole summer, you got April through the end of September. Like these players get tired. And if you're playing long games, like back to back to back, like you probably like don't want like an 18 inning game or a 17 inning game. So I don't mind I, it. It makes the game quicker. I don't agree. I agree with that part where you Just don't want it to rest. go load to get the load management to not make the games go 18, 19 innings, but don't do it for the 10th and the 11th innings. Maybe if they still don't score and we start to go into the 12th, 13th innings, yeah, start to implement it there. But, you know, maybe I'm talking as a salty Yankee fan from yesterday, but yeah, like, there was better, no, reason, there's no reason why that's sh- – should have been brought back this year and why it's there for the 10th inning. You know, the and you know what it is, though, too? Does it really make that much of a difference? Both teams are going to get the exact same scenario. Yeah, if that, if that bit the Blue Jays in the ass the other day, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be saying this. You'd be saying no, it's no, the greatest no, no, rule no, ever. No, 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 no. I still think it's a stupid rule regardless. But, you know, I don't get how that got brought back this year, but the Universal DH didn't. So, I don't know. MLB being MLB, I guess. So, speaking about load management, what do you think about the 17th game in the NFL? I, if I were a player, I would not like that. I think the players hate it, but from a fan, you love it. I, I think mean, I love yeah. it from a play, from a fan's perspective. Yeah. Another weekend with football. Like, another what weekend else? for football. Another, I'm lost on Sundays another, about the NFL. Another another playoff team to go into because they extended the playoffs. As well, it'll make the playoff runs more interesting where, you know, if you start off like someone like the Giants this year, what happens if the Giants have that 17th game? Do they maybe – obviously, again, they were 6-10 and 10 this year, but do the Giants maybe make the playoffs if there's a 17th game this year? Maybe. It depends who they play that last week. 
But, you know, I think it'll add another layer of entertainment to it with the playoff runs and obviously more football, which is, I think, what we all want. Mm-hmm. So I'm not annoyed with it. I think it depends on the player. Some players may hate it more than others. But... Yeah, if you're the one getting hit every play. If you're an O-lineman, you're getting smacked for an extra game. You know, and you can't rest. You can't really, like, manage people because every game is only 17 games. You need a – if you're, like, a fringe playoff team, you have to be at your top every single game in order to compete for that playoff spot. Yeah. So you're not resting. If you're one of the best players on the team, you're not getting any rest. You're playing all 17 games if you're healthy. Yeah, I get that. But Even if you're not healthy, you're probably playing. Too. Can, I, can I ask one question? What? What's the reason why the NFL's played? What's that sign you're doing that, for the audio? That lessons? Johnny Manziel money. <laughs> money And that's team. what it's about. And you know what? We're all going to pay more money for a 17th game. Sponsors are going to pay more money for a 17th game. The players are going to benefit from it. And so are the owners. So. All right, Nick Warbucks over here talking big money. It's all about the money. That's the reason why they play yeah. the sport. Not Show the me the series. money. All about the money. Yeah. That's all it's about. But, Show me the money, Nick. You know. I may stop paying money if the Giants don't start to turn around this rebuild a little bit sooner, too. I mean, we got Galladay. I think he's going to help that offense a lot with Saquon back. Yeah. You know, they should be better. Our um, defense our defense played great last year. You have to be happy. Bradbury emerged. Jabril Bradbury. Peppers has been really good. Logan Ryan had a good season, too. Blake Leonard. Martinez was a machine. Leonard Williams was a machine. You know, I just – the Giants have had one – Really, playoff season since I don't even remember the last time the Giants made the playoffs. Before that, it's they've had the worst the record. 2016 uh, season was the last year they made the yeah. playoffs. When they lost before. the Green Bay. Yeah, the party and then, boat. And then they had the worst record in football since 2017. That may have changed after this last season, but you know they haven't been good. They, they haven't, haven't been, been good, good in, in four, four the last this four is, seasons. It's just the same games being played all the time too, where. I just hope this rebuilds. We make progress, obviously. I don't expect the Giants to make the playoffs this year, but I want to go into 2022 with the Giants hopefully being a playoff team and that we see enough progress this year where, again, the Giants are not 6-10, and 10, but they're competing for a playoff spot at 8 and, I guess now, 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and maybe. But, you know, they made the move for Galladay, which is good. They signed another Ron corner. Ross, yeah. Yeah. which was good, too. Um, Saquon's going to come back healthy, which will be good. But now we just got to see the progress in Jones. They took a big chance on it. Jones. Yeah. They took a big chance on Jones two years ago in the draft. And they shocked now this is where Jones. Now this is where you show that this is the right move. And if it's not the right move, we're in some trouble and we're in for another long rebuild. And, yeah, I'm a little scared of that. But I hope Jones can – Show what he has. I was a little disappointed this season last year. I was hoping to see a little bit more from him. But, you know, there's now more weapons around Jones than there's ever been with probably a healthy Saquon Barkley. Galladay now. Hopefully that will open up Sterling Shepard a little bit more. Evan Ingram. You know, and then they sign more depth, too, with a guy like uh, – who was the tight end they just signed? Uh, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Like, there's – Good veteran guy. A lot of talent now and a lot of – the Giants probably had the best skill position depth in the NFL. I don't think anyone's deeper than the skill position 
or they're one of the top teams in skill position. I know maybe not the top, nah. maybe not the best, but they're one of the more deep the best teams. in the NFC East. <laughs> the best in the NFC East. Okay, well they probably have one of the better skill position units in the NFL, and Jones needs to start doing something with that. Yeah, he's got weapons now. He he, this is can accurately this year can accurately assess how he's how he is as a quarterback in the NFL. So so if he doesn't put up this year. His job's in trouble. Well, he'll be he'll be on the hot seat. Well, there's quarterback quarterback uh, future going to be told in one New York team. One New York team is completely up for the debate right now. I don't know what the Jets are going to do with number two Sam Darnold. Well, the number two overall pick. Did you see the what the Jets posted the other day? They sent their season ticket holders packages for like buying tickets for this year, and Sam Darnold was in both promotions. So I don't know if the Jets take a department knows something we don't. I could see them trading back. I think and building around Darnold. I think it they I think they should. I don't think Darnold is I I think he could be a service quarterback I'm, in the NFL. I'm mixed between it. It just I think the problem is I think you get rid of Darnold because you have so much draft capital. And that number two overall pick will probably be Zach Wilson. I don't think the he's Jets take be a star. Him. But if you can, you don't need to necessarily have him be a star. If you, the amount of draft capital the Jets have, if you start with the quarterback and then put a lot of pieces around him, that's going to be a winning franchise easily. I don't know if Zach Wilson is any better than Sam Darnold, but is there more development possible with Zach Wilson right now? Is Sam Darnold has the damage been done with Sam Darnold? How old is Sam Darnold? Is it, what is he, 23 or 24 years old? Yeah, but he's still young. Yes, but look what Adam Gase did to him. Has, that doesn't even count. I don't even but count. I'm saying Adam, though, no one could have played well under Adam Gase. But I'm saying you put though, Tom Brady on that they, team, they're probably is losing. Is Sam Darnold team. irreparable now? No, in New York? no, no. I don't think he is. I think I don't think he is. So you're saying keep I Sam think he, Darnold? I think they trade back. I think, yes, yes. I think they can repair Sam Darnold. I, I more think you just need to start. I think they should trade back and trade back to like six, seven. You know what it is, I think... And try to get Pitts, because I think that guy's going to be an elite tight end in the NFL. I think Joe Douglas wasn't the one who drafted Sam Darnold. And this coach didn't pick Sam Darnold as quarterback, too. I think you got to get rid of any history before these guys and start with your guys, start with your QB that you want. I think they go, should go Zach Wilson... You know, they'll get something back for Darnold. It's not like they're not going to get anything back for Sam Darnold. In return, they're not going to get anything great. Maybe they'll get like a fourth or a fifth round pick, but. The Panthers are picking eighth. I think the Panthers need to, I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater's the future in Carolina. So if the Jets were going to like trade back, I could see them working out something with Carolina maybe. I don't. I Carolina think, tried to do I think if you're the two. Jets, because you have so much draft capital. You start from scratch at the quarterback position because you're already starting from scratch at the head coaching position. Then what do you and do with Darnold? You trade Darnold and get something back in return. You'll get some kind of draft pack. You're probably going to get maybe fifth, seventh round pick for him maybe, I think. I think Sam Darnold's worth more than a fifth round pick. Okay, but like, okay, well, that's good for the Jets then because they can get rid of him, get their guy, and get another draft pick because they have a lot of draft picks over the next They have the most of any team. Yeah, so I think they need you, to draft well. I think you start off. They need to draft well, and then that starts with your first pick of all those draft picks is the quarterback that you're going to build around. That's why I think they yeah. go Zach Wilson and trade Sam Darnold away, okay. and 
Hopefully, Sam Darling can rebuild his career somewhere else. I don't think any of this is his fault, but you know, I think it's about starting from scratch with the Jets, and I think that's the best move they should make and get Zach Wilson. Do you see Justin that's Fields' him. pro day? No, I did not. He looked him. good. He looked did good. Four three forty. He looked. His arm strength was there. He was throwing some nice balls. He looked. He had a great workout. Honestly, I was super impressed. Where's Mel Kiper having him go right now? Is it going to be the 49ers? Do they have? He might have him at uh, three to the 49ers. Let's see. Hold on. And does uh, does he have Mac Jones fourth to Atlanta? I'm trying to get it up right now. I can see that. Well, no, I think I think I heard something that the Falcons want to actually keep Matt Ryan. Surprisingly. So who do they get? Devontae Smith at number four, maybe? I'm not exactly sure. I'm trying to find it right now. I think Matt Ryan can still play. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's just, you know what it is? I think Matt Ryan's been past his years, and when you start to get more older quarterbacks, you got to put pieces around them. And if you can't put get pieces Smith. around them. I think Smith can be a good NFL receiver. He's a great runner. I think runner. that may be the he route they go. To, but uh, build up some muscle. The Slim Reaper. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of trades in this NFL draft and where they go. But, you know, we'll see where some of these teams be. Some teams may want to trade back. Some teams may want to trade up. Some teams are debating about, like the Jets are debating about what they want to do. And we'll kind of see where it goes. And I think this will be one of the more interesting NFL drafts to watch. For the first round. I think there's going to be a lot of drama in this first round. I'm hoping Waddle is available at 11 for the Giants. I'm like, that's another if we get team, another Giants, receiver, I think our offense. Well, the Giants are another interesting one, too. Do you start to trade back now? You got the receiver, the number one receiver in Kenny free agency. Galladay, Do you not Kenny trade Galladay back? is good. He's, he's a very, very good NFL receiver. But they are, I don't even put him at, like, he's not like an elite receiver. Do you think he's even a top 10 he's getting, NFL receiver? He's getting paid elite wide receiver money. So there's something that Gettleman and those guys know that we don't. So I think I could actually see the Giants trading back because they don't really need a wide receiver now. They got their guy in the thing. If they didn't sign Gallaudet, I would have saw him a wide receiver go on at 11 for the Giants. But it'll be interesting to see where the Giants go now. So I can see them really trading back. I'm not completely sold on Kenny Gallaudet. I think. Matt Stafford helped Galladay out a lot. And I don't know if Daniel Jones and Galladay are going to have a connection. And we'll see how he fits in Joe Judge's offense. But I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be very good. I'm very happy they signed him. But I would like them to add another receiver, too. I, I don't think John Ross is. Well, I, think, I don't even think John Ross is better than Sterling Shepard. I think Sterling Shepard's their number two. Well, right now. you're also forgetting Darius Slayton's still there, too. Yeah, Dar- Darius Slayton's made some good plays. He, uh, over the last couple of seasons. I think him and Jones He's have a good connection, too. too so. I think Daniel Jones likes throwing a slate in. He's another so. young guy, too. We'll see. I don't see the Giants taking a wide receiver in this next draft. Though. Maybe an O-lineman. It'd be nice to get an O-lineman, but I don't think there's any top O-linemans that can will be available at 11. Who's that guy from Oregon? I think he'll go top 10. I don't know the name, though. I know his – I think his pro day – when was his pro day? Did I miss it? You actually watch offensive linemen pro days? Uh, it's today. Yeah. Interesting, but... Yeah, maybe... Uh, yeah, I don't know. If, if he's available at 11, I think 
he could be one. Just or I see if he's not, I can see the Giants trading back. They could but, if if they get a good offer. But I really do think there's going to be a lot of drama in this year's NFL draft, and I think it will be one of the more entertaining first rounds that we'll watch in a while. All right, so moving on now, um, NBA getting a little interesting. New York sports Nets. Yeah. Sole possession of first place for the first time in their franchise since 2003 when they were in our proud home state of New Jersey. Yeah, Nets, Nets are looking good. I mean, they're built to win, so and no this, surprise there. And they're doing this without Durant, too. Yeah, right? I just, I'm honestly like, they have so many stars on that team. I wonder how it's all going to mesh together when Durant comes back. Well, you think things are going to get thrown off at all? Well, or, they need some time to play together before yeah, you, Durant can't. Each other. Durant can't just come back game one of the playoffs. But he's a very unselfish believe, player, though. I still can't believe it's been two, since two thousand three that they never had sole possession of first place, and that was when they were in New Jersey. Do you remember when they were in New Jersey? Yeah, I went to a game at the Continental Airlines to, Arena. I used to go to a lot. Them of games. and the Devils. I used to go yeah. to a lot of games with the Nets, and that's when that was where like the Jason Kidd, Richard mm-hmm. Jefferson days. Yeah. Too. Oh my Vince god, Carter. that was. Yeah, there was a lot of tough to be about if you want to be a Nick or a Net fan during those days. And damn, the Knicks had uh, Stephon Marbury. Remember him? Oh my God, what he was days. He was the first Knicks player I was a huge fan of. I had his jersey. He was the first jersey I ever bought. They also a had, that was Zach Randolph days too. Remember Zach Randolph was a Nick. He was a little, a little later, right? Was he like 07? Yeah, he was like yeah. late. I want to say like closer to 2010, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> Stefan Marbury and Michael Vick, two of the first uh, professional sports player jerseys I bought. Do you want a Michael Vick? Jersey? I was a huge Michael Vick fan. With the Falcons. With the Falcons. All right. But he was an electrifying yeah. player. But kind of going back to that, though, it's crazy that it's been that long since the Nets have really been that good that I don't even think I was watching NBA basketball at that time. I was only six. You were probably five. And it feels so long ago that. Jason Kidd and Vince Carter and Richard Jefferson were all here. And that's how long ago it's been since the Nets have had sole possession of first place. And Vince Carter's still playing. Or no, no, he, 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 he did retire. Okay, he did retire. Year, yeah. I'm wrong about that. Um, But, yeah. But I think the Nets – I think it's definitely – it's crazy to think, though, still, that Durant, yeah. Harden, and Kyrie are all now for a local team. Obviously, we both wish it was the Knicks, but – Tough loss the other night to Minnesota. The Knicks. They need they need to beat teams like Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, are they last? They are. Fifth are they right last now. in the East? No, no, Minnesota. Oh, I know the Knicks are. I'll last. check right now. The Knicks were fourth, and now they're starting to slide to fifth and losing to teams that they should exactly. be beating. They, they got to be beating teams like Minnesota if they want to stay in it. And, you know, we're seeing the Nets thrive right now, and the Knicks are starting to slide right now. Yeah, so they are currently. I mean, Having Mitchell Robinson out is a, that hurts them. So the Knicks actually fell down a sixth. I was wrong, and the Timberwolves are. are, they are they? I think they're last. They're in the Western Conference. Yeah, they're last in the Western Conference. So like, these are games that the Knicks need to win, and should be winning. But I don't get it right now, and you know, I guess it is a young team they all learn from this, but. Like, I still want to see, even from a young team, winning games that you should be winning and then being competitive like mm-hmm. they did in that during that one stretch when they played the Nets in the Sixers where they almost came back against the Nets 
they blew a game against the Sixers. Like, you want to see them being competitive against the teams that are ahead of them, but beating the teams that they're in front of as well. And, you know, they were fourth, and I want to see them finish fourth right now in the East. But, I mean, I'm happy with how New Orleans Noel has been playing. He's been solid for them. They've they found a I'm lot happy. of pieces. Emmanuel Quickly is another one that's really mm-hmm. stepped up. I think what's hurting the Knicks right now, too, is Derrick Rose still trying to come back from COVID. Yeah. And getting back into a group, too. I think that definitely they need that veteran really, leadership yeah. on the court, and they're not getting that right now because Rose really isn't back in form yet. I'd like to see RJ play a little more consistent, too. Yeah, they need they need a second star um, behind. I, I think RJ Barrett could be that star. I'm hoping so, but I need to see more from him to yeah, be able to think that. Yeah, he's consistent. He, he hasn't been too yeah, consistent. They, you can't win with only one star in this league. And even really, Julius Randle isn't a top star in the NBA. And maybe he will be in the future, but... I mean, he's had know, a breakthrough like, season. Like, he's been so great this year compared to last year. Like, look, like someone like Harden was by himself in Houston all these years, and he made it pretty far a lot of years to the conference finals, but he never was able to get over that hump. And if the Knicks really want to be a win-now team, they need to get a second star with Randall. And whether that's finding that in R.J. Barrett or maybe getting someone like maybe a Bradley Bill to come in. And Bradley Bill's going to cost you a lot. That's the problem, but could it be worth breaking the bank? Could that be the difference maker? I just don't want to – I don't want to see the Knicks trading away like OB, IQ, or – RJ just to get Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal is young, though. Brad, is Bradley Beal even 30? He, he's under 30, right? I think he's under 30. I'll look it up. He's a young player. Yeah, he's super talented. I think the Knicks need to get that second star to be able to be a very even competitive a more team. more veteran guy. Bradley like Beal like is... Let me get it up. It didn't come up here. 27. So yeah, he's you can... a young guy. They just. I think that's the same age as Julius. Is Julius Randall 27? 26 or 27, yeah. Okay. But, you know, if they don't get that second star, they're going to be right where they are right now. And they just need to get over the the, hump. Yeah, they they won't get any better. They won't get any better. And, you know, let's be realistic in the Eastern Conference, that's really not that good. I mean, look at the Heat last year, though. But were the Heat. Really, the they second made, best team in the NBA. But they made it to the NBA Finals. They made it to the NBA Finals. Would you not be but... happy if the Knicks made it to the NBA Finals? I that, would. That would be, be a great season. Because it would be an overachievement. But if we play that in the was Western Conference, maybe we'd be fifth in the Western Conference. I think it's been like that for a while where the Western Conference is far more superior. But Yeah, I mean, I, you, like you said, it's been like that for the last six, seven years. I don't know, man. As long as LeBron's not in our conference, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's <laughs> Unless he comes to the Knicks, but he'll never do that. No, he's not coming. Not as long as James Dolan is the owner of the Knicks. How many more years do you think he has left? James Dolan? No, not James Dolan. LeBron. I Hopefully James Dolan doesn't have many years left. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. He's not doing a bad job owning my Rangers right now, but I think LeBron plays another five years, maybe something like yeah. that, I think. He's been in the league since 03. Yeah. But speaking of uh, James Dolan and the Rangers, Rangers are trying to make a playoff run. Need a little Whoa. bit of help there. Hell yeah, baby. Whoa. You're maybe a little hey. depressed as a Devils hey. fan. Ugh. Ugh. 
Yeah, I am a, just a little depressed. Do you want to let you know? I still like my team. You can convert to an Islander fan. Islanders look good. Islanders can compete for a cup. Don't give I mean, me that luck. I mean, the Islanders are great. And I wish the Devils were as good as the Islanders, but I'm never becoming an Islanders fan. Get out of here. Well, you have against the Islanders. What did the Islanders ever do to you? I think that's like the most. There's one thing that like, like, I don't like care about. Who's an like, Islanders fan? In that's New what I'm saying. Like, I don't care about the Islanders enough to hate them and be like, oh, I don't have a problem if someone becomes an Islander fan. Yeah, they're just like, it's like someone being like, yeah, I'm like, a Bills fan. It's like, all right. Well, you do no, 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 no. Don't disrespect Bills Mafia. Excuse you. Actually, Bills fans have more fun, so. Yeah. Well, what the hell's wrong? I'm going to Bills Mafia this table after this podcast, Nick. What do you think about uh, that? Maybe how the Rangers have looked against the Devils this year. They Bills Mafia them a couple of times this year. A couple, what, six goal games in there? Chris Kreider just completely elbowed you through a table. Ah, man. The Devils, they started off they started off looking good, and I thought this year would be promising, and then... I think COVID killed them. them COVID having did. that COVID break is what... They have not recovered from that. No. But they've had a couple bad stretches. And yeah. I, I still mean, think... They have, young, they have a young team, so maybe next yeah. year. Jack New, Hughes has looked better, so... New York hockey's looking promising. The Rangers are still in a rebuild. One hope they can make the playoffs this year. The Devils are in a solid rebuild. I think they'll make they made some good progress this they year. Are, they'll make they some are. good progress, yeah. and then the Islanders are currently competing in a win now, win win for the cup. So I think NHL hockey in the New York sports area looks good over the next Prom- couple I of mean, years. Great for the Islanders now, promising for the Rangers and the Devils. Yeah, yeah, and I think it'll still look promising for the Islanders for a few years to come. Oh yeah, I mean I see them being a top tier team for the next five years. Yeah, I think so. They'll be competing with Washington. I think a lot of excitement. I think I want to end off here, Zach, just because it is Friday, April 2nd. We're recording this with the NCAA tournament and the Final Four. Just give a little predictions on that before we leave. Um, What do you think going in? Go Zags! Oh, my God. Undefeated. They're going to do it. I, I, see, I don't see them losing. I don't see them losing in the Final Four. I think the national championship game is going to be interesting because – I don't really know how there's a way that UCLA beats Gonzaga. I really don't know how that's going to happen. So, you know, the only thing I'll say with Gonzaga is they haven't really been tested in the tournament yet. And they'll play a good team, whether it's Baylor or Houston. That game is obviously going to be really interesting and a really good second game. Um, But, you know, I think that game is either going to be very close or it's going to be a complete blowout again, and Gonzaga was really that dominant of a team. But, you know, that's going to be the first time Gonzaga's going to be tested probably in the national championship, and I don't really know how it's going to fall. I think it's probably more favorable that Gonzaga wins the whole thing because I think there is a very good chance Gonzaga blows them out in the national championship game with them steamrolling through opponents. But No, I agree with you. That's going to be a good game. We'll see what happens. But I have Baylor in a couple of my drafts, so I really need – that Baylor pick to win, so I'm doing we'll some money. See. Not this year. Ben will let me down. Roll Tide. You were you were boring in your draft. You just picked Gonzaga like everyone else and their mother. Well, it looks like they're gonna win, so. Maybe but are you? You're not gonna win now. Maybe you kind of wish. I think I feel like you're just. I feel like this is just jealousy, Nick. I feel like you just wish you pick Gonzaga and you're coming mm-hmm. at me now. No. 
No, I don't regret picking Alabama and Baylor in my brackets. Do you know Alabama's a football school? You know, Zach. This isn't. This was a basketball. Do you know? Do you know a difference? A basketball is like it's round, and you try to put it in a in a hoop. Do me a favor. Fuck off. Football. Football is different. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I think that's all the time we yep. have for today. <laughs> Please tune in next time to the episode uh, podcast, Jersey Turnpike Boys. And yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We're looking forward to continue doing this moving forward, and hopefully a lot more episodes to come. But. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. I appreciate it.